0: everybody, welcome back to the Flexible Dieting Institute podcast, and we're going to talk today about, guess what, flexible dieting, but in the terms of something that I foundationally think is the most important thing for any client or anybody pursuing body comp change to understand, and it's a concept that has been in the literature for a very long time called the metabolic switch. And going way back 25, maybe even 30 years ago, when I started creating what I would use as my approach to teaching nutrition, I termed it metabolic positioning because I wanted people to understand that there there is a continuum of places that you reside. The metabolic switch is the mechanism that gets you from using mostly carbohydrate-based fuel, glucose in your body to body fat which of course is our goal when we're trying to to shape up change our body composition for the better but if people can understand this mechanism i think it's it's the whole ball game so kevin and austin i'm going to take a couple minutes just to kind of go through what i would use as a teaching mechanism and then i'd love to hear your thoughts on it but consider for a second that of all the macronutrients we talk about and that we consume protein carbs and fats We have internally stored versions of that. Of course, we have stored body fat. We have stored carbohydrate in the form of glucose and glycogen, stored protein as circulating amino acids and skeletal skeletal muscle amino acids. Obviously, we don't want to use that as energy, but our bodies really toggle between carbohydrates and fat almost in a second-by-second basis. But on the meta level... As long as we have stored carbohydrates present, once we've used what we can from our most recent meal, we start digging into some of those alternative energy substrates in our body just automatically. And the first thing that's available, blood sugar, blood glucose, when that starts running though, the liver starts converting its stored glycogen into glucose. We use that as energy uh, through movement and activity, you're going to use some stored carbohydrate in the form of glycogen through that muscle. And if you are not uh, replenishing it fully, if you're in a calorie deficit, an appropriate calorie deficit, you just don't replenish that stored carbohydrate. So you gradually get what we call depleted, carbohydrate depleted. If you do that in a very gradual process, so let's assume 500 or so calories as a deficit, you start moving down through the next two or three days, then you run out of that stored carbohydrate, glucose, glycogen, and you gradually start increasing your body's utilization of body fat. And there are hormones that liberate that body fat from body fat cells. So if you can, if you can imagine this as a fuel gauge, so you're looking at your car, there's the E and the F empty to full Full is full. When when your body is full of stored carbohydrate, you're ostensibly not losing body fat. You're not in an energy deficit. So that's full amounts of stored carbohydrate. If it takes you two or three days to get to about a quarter of a tank, then that, in in my opinion, as a visualization, that's what you want to consider a place where now you are starting to fully access body fat. And your body gets better at that. Hormonally, your body settles into a space where you start becoming gradually more fat adapted and you can actually increase your rate of body fat usage. And as you stay there, anybody who's lost any weight, you've inadvertently, knowingly or not, you've done that. But here's the problem with the metabolic switch. It is not linear math. And so what a lot of people do, again, unknowingly, They'll say, okay, this is great. I've had a week or two, hard work. It's time to celebrate. Everybody gets a cheat meal, right? Cheat weekend, maybe an untracked day. And you can refill those stored carbohydrate levels pretty quickly. I mean, a really solid day of being in a calorie overage could do that. Now you're back to full and it takes you another two, three, four days of dieting just to get through stored carbohydrates and back to body fat when you could have just stayed there. And so, a lot of people spend half of the week, three fourths of the week re losing, reusing the same stored carbohydrate and never getting to body fat loss. So, understanding this mechanism, knowing how to interoceptively perhaps feel where you are, what levels of calorie increases uh, uh, just a modulation up uh, you know if you do want some kind of a relaxed meal cheat meal something like that how far can you take that these are all important factors because if you just understand that metabolic switch and where you are positionally i i literally think that has to be in place as step one for anybody trying to lose body fat but uh austin as a as a uh, dietitian background person and as a as a pro bodybuilder, how do you think of this conceptually?
1: Yeah, it's a, this is a great topic. I was excited. I just talked to a client about something similar to this the other day because this individual is asking about diet breaks and refeeds. And I think that's relevant to um, the metabolic switch. To your point, Joe, it's you, people start losing weight. They're starting to switch into using their fat for energy. And then they start seeing results. But maybe it's the reward system, maybe it's energy levels feeling low. For whatever reason, the internal cue for their body is like, I deserve this thing or I can have this thing. So kind of going back to my client, I was telling them, yes, something like a refeed day or maybe just a higher calorie day could be beneficial in that situation. So for someone that's lost weight, they've hit that metabolic switch but they're starting to get some cravings, ghrelin and leptin levels have shifted a little bit. I can understand that more so than doing maybe a cheat meal or a cheat day, because I've seen it in both a clinical setting and both a practical setting where people have those cheat days or cheat meals and they end up just kind of slowing progress down for the upcoming week. They might gain a couple pounds and then they spend a week or two dropping those pounds back. And now they're back to square one where they were two weeks ago. So I personally like to recommend something of uh, if we're starting to diet for longer periods of time, then we can consider looking at a refeed day, which maybe is just a slight day where you have higher carbohydrates. Maybe if you're more leaning towards fats, you could, but we're talking more specifically about carbohydrates and lowering them and using body fat. So I, I take that approach with my clients. I like to work with them after a long period of time to kind of get to know their metabolism before we get to that, that point of saying, Hey, we're going to just automatically give you a refeed day. Well, it's kind of random. And I don't know if your body can handle that. If the goal is weight loss or body recomposition, we need to focus on that. If we're starting to get a lot of hunger cues or desires or thoughts to eating, whatever we want. We need to address that first. Can we implement other habits like going for walks, walk away from the kitchen, walk away from food, go drink some water. You know, we need to address that first. If you're at low levels of body fat, you've been doing this a while, then yes, maybe one day a week, we have a high carb day, refeed day, so to speak. So those are things that I like to implement. And those are the conversations I like to have with my patients or clients. Mm -hmm. And
0: uh, Kevin, both from a clinical medical perspective, also being a coach and an educator I- I'm wondering how often you have this kind of conversation in detail like hey Susie Brown my new client like here's what we have to know on day one like wh- where does this fit into that approach with you
2: I find it so fundamental and paramount to understanding how the pursuit may go but just the process of of how the biology works it's it's critical to understand even if they don't understand the all the nuances but just to understand from a big level of how you used use a fuel gauge you know the i might use um you know different buckets that, that are being filled or being emptied the same same purpose but just to give them that representation of where they may stand along that continuum metabolically and from a behavior standpoint or from at least I'll call it from a behavior standpoint the conversation goes in that direction in the sense of you know, now that you know this or at least you know enough of What's going on internally? Your next decision can influence how you're going to, you know, um, go follow along that metabolic continuum. So if you go off the rails, you know that's one. That's a that's a conversation of itself, like you're saying, Austin. But just from a behavioral expectation, if you're going to do that, planned or not, we know. Okay, here if I see a spike in weight, I know why this is the case. Clearly, if there was a planned or unplanned higher calorie day. That should be implied, but nonetheless, it's rather than shame and guilt from a typical general population standpoint, a client can understand here's what's going on metabolically, biologically. It's okay. I can obviously get back to where I was. It's going to take those extra days, but it it relieves them, or at least that's my goal is it relieves them that guilt so that we don't have to worry about that sulking, but we can get back to the pragmatic, logical understanding of what's going on, better plan for it if that's the case, and then just move forward without looking back.
0: Yeah. And I'll, and I'll wrap up this podcast with just another quick directive. Anybody interested in this topic, the flexible lighting Institute research review, we we do those almost every single week where we, we dig through a meta analysis or a particular study that we think is relevant. We did an entire series on the metabolic switch. So you can look that up on YouTube or our site, uh, but the flexible lighting Institute Research reviews. Uh, you, you did bring up a really good point there, Kevin, too, which I think uh is is a good way to close. Th- there are changes that if you understand, if I do have a higher calorie or higher carbohydrate day, even if, as Austin said, it's it's planned and it's it's part of what we had decided to do, but it's it's managed or modified enough so that it doesn't take you all the way back to that starting point. It's just that that calorie increase that maybe brings us up to maintenance for a day, allows for a little social uh, event that you may have planned. But you you could probably see a a pound or two on the scale the next day go up, clearly not in body fat, but because carbohydrate attracts and retains water, that's a lot of extra weight that you're going to see on the scale for a day or two, Uh, even in intestinal mass, that extra food also, you know, drawing water in. So uh, anybody watching, listening to this, you're interested in this kind of, topic where you really see the, the physiology of what's happening with body fat loss and, and fat liberation, check those out. We will see you next time in the Flexible Dieting Podcast.